Thanks for listening to this audio resource from Sovereign Hope Church. And just to update you, thanks in large part to many of you, uh, we've been able to purchase a new home in central Missoula. And there's a lot of work ahead of us when it comes to making another warehouse our church home. And you can continue to contribute to remodel and renovation funds at achurchbuilding.com. But we just want to express to you how grateful we are for your support. And we hope that this resource you're about to listen to will be a blessing for you as well. Good morning. And uh, thank you for for joining us today. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Uh, what? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Okay. We, uh, I, I wanted to warm you up there a little bit, and I, I will repeat Johnny's comment. Uh, if, if there's a space that's, that you see that's kind of open and you, we're keeping our social distancing that doesn't have the air conditioning blowing on you, feel free to adjust your position. That's quite all right. And uh, so, uh, again, introducing myself, my name is Paul Skoglund. Uh, I am one of the elders here at the church, and um, I'm... Uh, was asked um, kind of midweek um, as uh, there was a little bit of sickness going around and and uh, there were some unknowns in the, in Tyler's family and and uh, they actually have a, a positive test in their home for COVID and so he is uh, is um, keeping his distance and uh, under quarantine at this time. Um, so he's asked me to deliver a message and let me just tell you, I have an absolute privilege that's been given to me to open the Word of God with you this day, and I'm thankful for it. I'd like to extend my welcome to all who are joining us via online, and by the looks of it, there's a few of you, and um, you know, and it's possible there's some people waiting around in that frigid temperature chasing a deer or an elk, too. God bless you in that. Um, but thank you for the visitors that might have popped in. I, I, I haven't met anyone yet. Uh, today extra, but uh, would you please now bow your heads again one more time and, and let's let's pray. Um, wow, Father God, we gather here and in our homes as the body of Christ. Lord, I pray right now that you and you alone would be praised. Open your word to us now. Holy Spirit, awaken our hearts to your presence. Please speak the truth of your life-changing word to us and that we would be changed by it and obedient to it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In preparation for today, um, I was offered an opportunity to uh, leave the book of Proverbs. Some of you may have been looking for wisdom today. I came instead. Um, so, you know where that's going. No, but I have the word of God. So, we take a short sabbatical. And so, the scripture we're going to be, we're going to dive into, and, and um, Tyler, or uh, Daniel was, was gracious enough to create a little bit of a PowerPoint uh, at least with some scripture, and uh, please follow along. I'll be, I'll be going elsewhere, and because uh, God's word speaks, and God's word speaks for itself. 
And so um, we're going to be looking through this, this passage. And, um, you know, I was, I, I was given an allotted amount of time. Let me quickly check that text. I think it was two hours and 35 minutes. Oh, no. Nope, it's somewhere around 35. Sorry, I'll condense this a little bit. Um, so I love the Word of God, and, and I love to prepare and study and um, Again, I can't tell you how much it's been a privilege to prepare for this message. I've titled this message, which uh, some of you will know, is Who is God to You? Let's uh, join me, please, as we reread this passage. And thank you, Eric, for reading it. Um, For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I actually want to kind of back this up and start in verse 17. I'm going to kind of go backwards. Because if you were to ask me, Paul, what's your favorite verse? It became my favorite verse. 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Therefore means as a result of or for that reason. So, let's just say you're studying your Bible and you're reading along and you come along and it says, therefore. I was told this when I first got saved, when I came to Christ. He said, if you see that, it's not a bad idea to look why that's there. So to, to back up. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm starting there. Something has happened. It says, if... Anyone is in Christ. He is. I think it's important to look at these small words. If, in, is. In the New American Standard or the King James Version that some of you might be reading, it says that you're not just a new creation, you're a new creature. That calls about some change, don't it? Something has happened if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You have become a new creation. Why? You're in Christ. To help us understand this a little bit more, I would, I would have you bring up the slide that has John 3, 
3 through 7. Okay, so what we got here is we come into this and we see uh, we got a man named Nicodemus. He was, uh, he was actually a member of the Jewish government, uh, the Sanhedrin. And he comes up to Jesus at night. And I'll read John 3, 3 and following. Jesus answered him, Truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do you marvel? Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Jesus himself says, there's only one way. New birth, born again, born again, and again, born again. He says in verse 6 that it is a spiritual birth. I'm so thankful for the songs that led into this. Thank you, Johnny, and the worship team for literally speaking the gospel to you guys in song. He's talking about spiritual birth here. That new creation, that new creature, something has happened. What then do you have access to? The kingdom of God. Without it, you have no access to the kingdom of God. It's not an entrance to a social network, a club, a society, but the kingdom of God. At that new birth, you become a child of God, a new creation. This isn't on the, on the uh, screen, but uh, the apostle wrote to the Ephesian church. You can turn there. I'm going to be many Ephesians one, starting in verse thirteen and fourteen. Just thirteen and fourteen. It says, "In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit." You see the reference back to John 3, 6? There's a spiritual birth there. Verse 14 continues, speaking of the Holy Spirit. It says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it? To the praise of his glory. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. He is the guarantee. <laughs> How amazing is that? People, all of, we, all of you here and who are watching online, I ask you, who is God to you? 
Jesus, when talking to his disciples later on in the book of John, he's, he says uh, he's going to prepare a place and he's going to go away. And he says, you know the way. Thomas asks, who later acquires the name of Doubting Thomas. At least he gets that label anyway. We've put it on him. Is how can we know the way? Can you imagine that? How can we know the way? Some of you here today or watching online, how can I know the way? Great question. Jesus said to him, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that. One way. It's not like you just get on this religious roundabout. You ever drove those things? One time, first time I ever drove one, I drove in a circle. I didn't know how to, I didn't know where to go. Those of you that have lived in Missoula for a length of time, we had a street, we had a conjunction, malfunction junction. It was just conglomerations of streets going into one place, and you had to make a choice. You usually had to wait a long time in order to do it. Now I think you've got to wait longer. But Jesus says there's only one way. There's not multiple avenues to go down. I think that's really important to grasp. Because our world needs Jesus. Go down the one way. Back to our passage. Would you go back to 2 Corinthians 5, please? Scripture supports Scripture. Just so you know that. Because it's truth. Rereading 2 Corinthians 5, verses 14 and 15. Now the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Do you see it? It's the gospel. Jesus took our sins to the cross so that we live, not for ourselves, but for him. In Romans chapter 6, 10, and 11, it says, For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. 
For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So, you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. That word's been used a couple times too, hasn't it? In. Do you realize what's been done for you? For the love of Christ controls us, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because he, we have concluded this, that one has died for all, and therefore, there's a conclusion been made, that one has died for all, and all have died. And he died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Do you truly grasp that the power of sin has been broken for all who trust in Christ. I'm going to have you pull up Titus 2, 11 through 14. If you're looking for that in Scripture, it's in the T's. First and second Thessalonians, first and second Timothy, not first and second Titus, just the first, just Titus. Titus two, eleven through fourteen. Paul says the love of Christ controls you. It says okay, so let's read this. Let <clears throat> another passage that I just absolutely love. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Training. Remember that word us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. The King James would read, a peculiar people. I'm going to take that one. What's that mean, though? God is building up the church, and he's, he's got a bunch of weirdos. Hallelujah. We should look different. We shouldn't fit into a mold. I think I over-talked the speaker, sorry. We shouldn't fit into the worldly mold. He says that. Worldly passions. Training. Okay, back to training. First off, do you see it's by grace, for the grace of God appeared? By grace and grace alone. Grace and grace alone. Salvation has come. Okay, verse 12. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age because we're waiting for that blessed hope. What's this training about? We're students, if you will, of training grace. Training grace. I ask for grace a lot. As I'm being trained, and I'm being shaped, and I'm being molded, and I'm being grown. 
We have received his saving grace at the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ. When we are in him, we have received that saving grace. And what that teaches us to say no to sin and yes to godliness. If I may, we are a work in progress. Big word in the Bible, and you also know that I'm just a high school graduate. And this is a long time ago, so you're not going to get a lot of big words and stuff that I have to go look up sometimes after Tyler gets done preaching. So I'm going to just kind of keep it, you know, we're just, it's what it is, peculiar. Um, we're being sanctified. Praise God for grace in that sanctification process. Training grace. I need to add one verse that I didn't have put on there. Verse 15 continues on after that. And it says, declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Paul is telling Titus, declare these things. Don't just sit on your hands and don't just fold your hands and you go, I know I should say something, but you know what? I just don't want no, he says, declare these things, exhort these things, rebuke with all authority. We are to proclaim. We are to declare. We are to use our voices. I'll share a little something. A number of years ago, I had a conversation at my kitchen table with an individual that was considering leaving a, a church. Mm, you want to know why? Because he felt that there was just too much preaching about the gospel. He felt that there was a needed, there was a real need to do more topical life application teaching. Less about the reason why Christ lived and died and rose again. This is about a two to three hour conversation at my table. I told him everything starts and ends there. I preach the gospel to myself every single morning. That way I'm reminded of what was done for me. What was done for you? And I never want to forget that. We sing songs about the gospel. We did it this morning. Scripture's full of the gospel. What's the, Jesus died. I never want to forget that. He died for me. He died for you. Yet, I still find myself a sinner. But by grace... Training grace. He pours out his forgiveness because of the blood of Christ. Long story short, 
There's a lot to the rest of that conversation, but that man left the church looking for something just a little bit more comfortable. If this doesn't make you a little uncomfortable, then you're not reading it. You're not reading it rightly. This should make you a little bit uncomfortable. Our small group has heard this dozens of times. I ask the question, who is God to you? Is he a genie in a bottle in time of need? Maybe the kids are sick. Oh, financial situation. Oh, oh. Is he the concierge at the front desk? Did you call on when you need an extra pillow? Maybe a little more comfort? Might be a new car. I prayed about it. $70,000 later. Where's the Amazon Prime? When you place your order for another 12 cases of toilet paper and eight gallons of disinfectant. No. No. He's so much more. He's not just a good person. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 1 John 1.29. He's not just a religious figure in an old book. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. Believers, do you trust him with your life? Do you trust him with your life? If we had died with him... We also will live with him. Second Timothy 2. Do you desire to know him more? Do you desire to know him more? Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up in your salvation. First Peter 2.2. 2. Scripture supports Scripture, folks. It's got the answers to your questions. You don't need a self-help book. You spend time in the Word. Do you want to have victory over sin? I do. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. Do you feel like you've messed up and failed miserably? My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But, don't you just love the buts of the Bible? But, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. 1 John 2, 1. Do you realize that this book is God's holy word? All scripture is breathed out by God. The first part of 2 Timothy 3.16. Breathed out by God. 
Cancel a subscription to a magazine. Spend more time here. Spend more time here. Do you look at others with compassion or apathy? I can't tell you how many times that I've made I've been in sin when I knew what was right and didn't do it. When I'd see somebody and I go, oh, I should go talk to them, but boy, I don't have time right now. Hopefully they won't see me. Maybe if I can hide behind that pillar. I'm appalled at myself at those those opportunities missed. Apathy. Hmm. Lord, there's something to say about that in Revelation. Look it up sometime. You have the only hope. We have the only hope. If you're in Christ, you have hope. Tell others about him. Tell of his wonderful gift of grace. I mean, there may be some of you here and, um, that are watching online and that, uh, that are maybe just comfortable about Jesus being enough for Sunday. Maybe a little on Tuesday night. That may be just about enough religion for you. My mom was like that. Church every single Sunday. Never missed. Never missed. She was COVID, she'd be in here. She'd bust through a door to go. She went through the motions just like I did. I followed her. Good example. Show up, do whatever you want to the rest of the week. Put on some nice clothes. Somebody called me dapper today. Dress a little nice. Do some right things. Say some right things. Religious. You know, I, I want to let you know right now that uh, I know I've come across a little bit uh, strong. I know that uh, every week here in church, every single week the gospel is proclaimed. And the reason why is first and foremost is we love you. Because Jesus brings new life. Second, we want you to experience that peace that passes all understanding. He has paid the price. He is our, your substitute. He's faithful. And you can trust him. Why are all these passages important to me? Because I no longer regard verse 16 of the passage we started out with. It says, I, I no longer regard Christ in the flesh. 
I don't. I used to. So when I believed the gospel, when I understood it, and by grace became a new creation, a new creature, born again, I read these same verses to my mom. And God, by grace and grace alone, in spite of me, tore the religious scales from my mom's heart. And I saw a new creation. She asked for forgiveness. She acknowledged him as Lord. Praise Jesus. Let me tell you something. You have pastors here that are not perfect. There's one watching on TV sitting at home. I wake up every single morning just like you. We may disappoint you at some point. Do you know what? Jesus won't. These men love you and have and want to invest in your lives. Please pray for them. This is Pastor Appreciation Month. There's a young man that normally fills this pulpit. Speaks in power. Because he uses the word of God. His life and his family are different. Because he's instilling the word of God into his life. Wife and children and leading his family well. I want, to, I want to let you know that online as well, we receive emails. If you got any questions about that, about new life in, in Christ, and what does it mean? What's it look like? The scripture kind of said it. I'd rather the scripture talk than me to ramble on. Let us know. Ask someone here. Get in contact with a brother or sister that you know that's a believer. But ask. He's the hope. As we get ready to close here, I, w- I want to summarize. From an old hymn. Jesus has paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. This world is changing. Fight the good fight. So, out of my favorite chapter of the Bible, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, Let me add, sisters, 
by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. You've heard that said. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is the will of God? You want to know the will of God? It's good and acceptable and it's perfect. Let's pray. Father, I pray that if there's anyone right now that's considered, just realize that maybe they've been just kind of playing a game with you. Maybe they've, it's been a, a Sunday opportunity. Maybe it's been a Tuesday fellowship thing. Maybe it's just been a going through the motions. And Lord God, I just pray that your word spoke to those people today. I pray that the, you, you've, you've revealed scales from hearts. I pray that you've, you've enlivened lives to where uh, people just don't just go through a mundane, uh, apathetical process of worshiping you, but become a living sacrifice serve you with everything they've got. Understand that they are a light in a dying world. Understand, Lord God, that even though it looks like it's out of control, you're always in control, you're sovereign, and they need to trust in you and not trust in the, the things of man. Father, it is your grace, it is your mercy. Please heal. Please heal, Lord God, the ones that are sick right now. There's a number Father, we didn't pray a list, but we could pray a list that are suffering from COVID. We got needs, Father, in this church, outside of this church, that brothers and sisters in our own home that don't know you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would bring voices, you would bring the word, let the word, let the lion out, let, that you would have victory over these lives. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.